Welcome to episode number four of the Contrarian Marketing Podcast, where we give you ideas you might not be thinking about. Today, we're talking about whether building a personal brand comes with limits or anything is fair game. The creator economy explodes with influencers like Mr. Beast reaching hundreds of millions of people. At the same time, more professionals are building a presence on social platforms and blogs to demonstrate their skills. The question is, how far should you take it when building a personal brand? In this episode, we also share our favorite growth tips, predictions, and resources. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. Speaking of creators, one company that saw tremendous organic growth is Masterclass. In 2019, they just crossed a million visits. Today, they get tens of millions every month. If you're curious about how Masterclass grew that hard, you want to check out the Create Like the Greats podcast by Ross Simmons. Ross is an expert who published many popular case studies about SEO and content marketing. You can find Create Like the Greats on Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Check out Create Like the Greats with Ross Simmons, link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Episode four, I am absolutely loving this journey with you. I, we started this podcast because we want to start learning different things and having great conversations and really having a good time. And it's so much fun when other people appreciate what we're talking about and, and send us ideas and listen and give us feedback and criticize my microphone and, and all the wonderful things you see everyone's doing on social media. And we love it. And please, please, please keep sending us ideas. Because this is this podcast is for our listeners. We're not just here having conversations and recording them. You know, Ken, why don't you talk about a little bit of the stats we have and you know how many listeners we've had and the kind of emails we've gotten. Would love to. And by the way, same back to you, Eli. Really love doing this with you. Uh, and thank you to everyone who's listening and who's commenting and who's reaching out. It's been uh, exceeding our expectations by a lot. So a couple of stats here. We're now in episode four. Uh, we have 120 Spotify followers. We have... 85 followers on Apple Podcasts and 370 plays. Total podcast downloads is at 1,100, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and, and keep in mind, this is only for the first two episodes um, because we only published the first two episodes at this point of recording the show. So we got over 900 podcast downloads just for the first episode alone, uh, way exceeding my expectations. And it's interesting, uh, 80, 83, sorry, 30 8% of listeners are from the US. So uh, a much more international audience than I would have expected. And then we have 170 email subscribers with an open rate of 50%, which is pretty damn good. And in total, we had 2,500 2, visits to the site. Most of those actually coming direct. I think pretty mind-blowing stats, way more, way better than what I expected. And that just goes to, to show, you know, that we appreciate you. We thank you. want to encourage you to keep doing this and become part of the tribe. Uh, no matter whether you're part, you're, you're Camp Eli or Camp Kevin, doesn't matter as long as you're part of the contrarian tribe here. Yeah, thank you, everyone. So we were thinking of, of what it took to be an overnight success at, at this podcast. And we realized that it was 10 years of personal branding. It's not following on Twitter. It's, it's not following on LinkedIn. It, it's the whole thing. It's that we're able to launch a podcast. And people were actually interested in hearing what we had to say. And this is spectacular. We, we love it and really appreciate it. So that, that's today's topic. We're going to dig in to personal branding and, and talk about like our own ideas. And we have differing ideas. And the goal of this podcast, aside from the fact that we really enjoy having these conversations, was really to not be like every other podcast and bring on guests and interview people and, you know, clamor for any potential guests just so we have some content for the week, but really to have interesting conversations and find things that we want to learn about and dig into and research and know more about and then debate. 
and really, you know, give listeners a different side on this. This podcast is mostly not going to be about having guests. We, we love all the people that have reached out. Maybe one day we'll do it. But for now, we're going to leave those spots for the real famous people, the, you know, the people that we think you really want to listen to. And, you know, Elon Musk, if you ever want to get something off your chest, Kevin and Eli are here for you. This contrarian marketing podcast is going to be your home to air out whatever you need to air out. But other than that, I, I think we should continue having these debates. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Elon, hit us up uh, on Twitter DMs or LinkedIn, whatever you prefer. And uh, let us know. But yeah, uh, personal branding, you know, people fall into two camps, right? There's either camp, love personal branding, everybody should do it. Or there is camp, oh, it's super cringe and it's self-promotion and, and self-demonstration. And Eli, what, what's your take? I might have the contrarian one here, but I think personal brand is good. You know they, how they say like no PR is bad PR? I mean, there's bad, definitely bad PR. You don't want to do, do something horrible and, and have bad PR because it doesn't get you anywhere. But I think personal brand, any way you can build your personal brand is good for accelerating your career. Obviously, you don't want to be famous, just, you know, walk down the street with your family and have people taking pictures of you. That's not anything anybody should aspire to unless, you know, your ego drives you in that direction. But from a career standpoint, building a personal brand allows you to get more opportunities, whether that's as a consultant, whether that is uh, getting on the stage. So I think a personal brand is essential. And a personal brand doesn't have to be something that you're super famous for and everyone knows about you in an industry. It just means that you carry more weight than just your resume, that when you, you, you know, introduce to someone, they know who you are. And personal brand isn't really about being fake. It's not, oh, I'm an Instagram influencer, but I never heard of you. But in that respect, I think that anyone should do anything for a personal brand. I know um, Neil Patel in the digital marketing industry He, he's a little bit of a contentious topic because people hate on him for his personal brand. But the reality is that he built a massive agency. I, I think his personal net worth has done quite well with his personal brand. And I think anyone should do a lot of things that may be a little cringy to get to that personal brand. And, you know, even if it's kitschy and seems stupid and embarrassing, even do those things because it helps accelerate that personal brand, which ultimately opens the door. And I don't put as much limits on the things you should do for personal brand. Look, I, I agree that personal branding is super valuable. I actually think everybody should invest in their personal brand. And I actually don't like the, the term. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I want to take the opposite view here because I do think that there are limits and it's really important to know where these limits are. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you, if you take a step back and if you think about what a personal brand actually is, you realize it is the perception of a professional, plain and simple. Right. So I think that's actually the same as like asking, does Robert Downey Jr. have a brand or Johnny Depp? Do they have a personal brand? They have a brand, but like a, a personal or professional brand. So I think all of this is nil. I think it's all the same. It's basically how we perceive these people and uh, what, what kind of attributes or skills we, we give them. Right. So I think the difference between a company brand and a personal brand is nil. I think it's the same thing. It's the same for actors and for scientists, the same for SEOs, whatever it is, right? Even a, a per, you know, Musk has his personal brand or, or a brand. So I think I want to scratch out the personal. Can I think that there are limits to to personal brands or limits to what you should do when building a personal brand? And the reason is, right? It's all about getting attention, but getting attention at any price can get really expensive and can get very expensive very quickly. Think about it, Will Smith, for example. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't say he slapped Chris Rock just to get attention, but that was clearly <laughs> something. something. He I did, mean, yes. <laughs> maybe he did. But it's clearly something that, you know, uh, hurt his brand big time. 
Kanye West, right? Like maybe even more extreme, got kind of you know um, uh, uh, canceled from from uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, in, in my mind, rightfully so, but this is a different conversation. Uh, so there are certainly things that when you do them, you hurt your brand, right? Your personal perception all of a sudden, or your public perception gets very negative. And so I think it's super important that you need you need to understand as a you know as somebody who puts themselves out there what the limits are. And when you start annoying your audience, when is the thing that you do, when, when are you doing too much of that? And how do you stay just below that threshold? Yeah, so that is something we totally agree on. If you approach yourself like a company, you're building a brand, you're not just, you know, companies do things deliberately. They Hopefully, they have someone that's thinking about it. Larger companies will have a brand manager or a PR comms team. Smaller companies should be the owner, should be someone really thinking about how to build that brand and not just go after every opportunity. If uh, someone offers you an amazing deal, let's say uh, you're know, a SaaS company and someone offers you an amazing deal to put uh, scenting devices in urinals, you probably want to not do that, right? Because that is not how you want to appear. You need to think through the, the personal brand, the, or not the personal, but the brand efforts you do. And I think when it comes to personal brand, you should be just as deliberate you shouldn't do things that are dumb. You shouldn't do dumb stunts unless it's a part of your strategy. So if Will Smith, going back to Will Smith, you know, if he slapped Chris Rock because he wanted some sort of attention, I trust that he was thought out enough to say, all right, plan for today is Chris Rock's going to do something. I don't care what he does. I'm going to figure out how to slap him because that's what I want for my personal brand. Again, hopefully he didn't just lose himself in the moment. But if that's something he wanted to do, that's a deliberate move. The same way a brand is... You know, there's a World Cup going on right now. I deliberately want to advertise there because I want to be associated with that. And I think that's what personal brand should be, a, a deliberate process of I would like to appear as something. I would like to be known for something. These are the actions I'm going to take because I want to do that. I just think there's less limits on that. And you should do things like get up and slap someone at an Oscars event because you want to change your brand. <laughs> I think so so the, the the point for you would be that the people tend to forget really quickly unless it is something that 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 offends their values so much that now all of a sudden you're a person non grata right like now you're like okay will smith is toxic what he represents is toxic it's against uh, all that i stand for so i think the limits should be defined first of all by morale right there should be moral limits like like you know uh what, what Kanye oh, said was clearly wrong like clearly not okay in my mind and then on the other hand it, it kind of goes back to really understanding who are you talking to what's your tribe and it's you know it's part of why i don't like this idea of or word of personal branding because it's like it's so it, it sounds so sterile but when you think about building a tribe that now now we're talking about you know okay so how do you define your tribe who's part of your tribe what what's what's it what does the tribe what's the, what does the tribe stand for and the opposite of these tribe values i think that's where the line is right i think that's where that that that's where you start hurting your brand and where you might not want to keep going so going back to neil patel part of how he um i think had like negatively uh, hurt his personal brand I mean, there, there's some like, uh, um, you know, uh, cases out there of where he copied content, all that kind of stuff that certainly didn't help. But then also make, going out and making super bold statements that, you know, are hard to back. Um, I, th I think those are ways that he hurt his personal brand much, much more than the way that he portrayed himself on his website, right? He has some photos on there, right? And I think for, for a while that was cool. But then I think he, he, he kind of missed the point. He missed the limits of like, going out and making super bold statements, right? And I think there are other people in that same industry who 
play within the boundaries of what, you know, how bold of a statement to make and how to interpret data and talk about data. Uh, so I think it's all about understanding the the values and limits of the tribe that you want to build. Uh, Kevin, I got to disagree with you there. I think Neil Patel is a massive success and you nailed it, but you went the wrong direction. So you kind of have to be contrarian on this one. Neil Patel has built a fantastic brand. The negative attributes of his brand are within the digital marketing industry. There are people that think of him as a fraud. They think of him as, you know, over the top as a brand and they don't think that he's actually done the work. Maybe what you mentioned with the content. I don't know anything about that. I mean, I've heard it, but we don't know if it's true. Those are people within the industry that think he has, is undeserving his reputation. But you know what? His tribe is not those people. His tribe are the corporations that they, when they hear of SEO and they hear of digital marketing, they're like, I've seen Neil Patel everywhere. He did SEO for, for TechCrunch because when I go to these websites, I see a massive picture of him saying that he did SEO for TechCrunch 15 years ago. I want to hire them. And I've been surprised as a consultant how many times I've discovered brands, you know, Fortune 50 brands are working with Neil Patel Digital. And that's because of that brand. So he knows his tribe is going to be those people. And those are the corporations that are going to hire his agency. He doesn't care if the digital marketers that maybe are on the same level of him hate him. They're actually the ones that support him because he's potentially copied their work or he's white labeled their work. But his audience, those are the corporations. And I think from a going back to personal brand and giving, you know, talking about how others can build a personal brand, you have to know who your audience is, who you're building the brand for. If you're in a company and you're a lifer in a, you know, a, a large company that you're never going to leave. So you're building that brand within the company. It doesn't really matter what others in outside of that company think of you. Because you want to get promoted within your company, you want to earn more stock, you want to do whatever it is that you want to do within that company. What your competitors think of you doesn't matter. So as you build a personal brand, the bigger your brand gets, the more competition you'll have, the more haters you're going to have. But it doesn't matter if you're focused on your audience. And I, I think we can all see this on, on Twitter, where the more followers you have, the more haters you have. But it doesn't matter because you have followers that are doing the things that you want them to do. And that's just a, a fact that, again, you have followers, you have haters. And I, again, I, I think what Neil Patel is doing is a classic example of focusing on his audience and not caring about the other audience because that doesn't really support what he's trying to do. The, my current argument to that would be that, so you have like a lot of customers, right? And you have a lot of clients, you make a lot of money, but everybody in the industry doesn't have a high opinion of you. I think over time you fade out because more and more companies and, and you know people working in companies they vet agencies and partners who they work with and they ask for opinions. And if the specialists in an industry have a bad opinion about you, I think it's going to hurt you, hurt you down the line. Also would be curious, you know, what are the, what are the, the uh, you know, the, re the retention rates? Um, I, I've never worked with Neil Patel Digital, so I cannot, I cannot tell, uh, you know, I cannot say something about the quality, but I think there is something to be said about, you know, um, having a good standing, having a good, um, reputation with other people in the industry, with your peers, because especially a small industry like SEO, there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, it's a small industry, everybody knows each other. And, and if somebody comes to me and asks, hey, how is, you know, uh, how good is Eli? Should I work with him? Then of course I'll say yes. But if it's, you know, somebody who I don't have a good opinion about, I'm probably not going to say yes to that. And I think that's going to hurt you down the line. So Neil Patel's customers here are not SEOs. They're other companies. I think as the industry is a filter for the reputation. And if your reputation goes down uh, the toilet because uh, that, that filter um, doesn't support you, that's going to hurt your business. I don't have any numbers to back that up. I just want to be fair and, and say that and call that out. But I think you appeal to, you know, not just that your target audience from a business perspective, but your peers are really important when it comes to brand. 
But I think what actually overcomes that is getting a brand that becomes rock solid. So let's, again, I, I think we should keep crossing the line between personal and brand when it comes to actual companies. So think about, let's say, a, a company like uh, Disney. So Disney Parks has such a good brand that your friend might come back from Disney and say, I had a horrible experience. That place has no idea what they're doing. Disney is the worst company ever. And you may not book that vacation, but you're not going to think that's true. You're not going to think that Disney has no idea what they're doing. So I think, again, bringing it back to personal brand, if you build a big enough brand that everyone seems to think that's who you are and you have a couple detractors that say, oh, no, 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 that person has no idea what they're talking about. The power of the brand is what makes those negative people look like the minority and not the majority. And that's why I think building a personal brand is so important. I've seen it in hiring, and I'm sure you've seen it in hiring, where you have someone, they're so spectacular, but then you get a bad reference. And you're like, oh, that person just got pissed off for some reason. That can't be true. I've heard so many good things, and this person is so capable. I'm going to discount that. Now, if someone doesn't have a personal brand, that's when you take those references into account even more. And again, flipping it back to actual brands, when something is so powerful, like a Coke, a Disney, uh, you know, any sort of brand, even Twitter, you know, there's so many people that are complaining, about, oh, Twitter's done. But at the same time, you look at the evidence in front of you, you're like, well, I don't know if they really know what they're talking about. I'm going to wait and see here because there's a there's a thing in front of me. So that's a brand. That's a power of brand. And I think that that's what you need to do when it comes back to building your own personal brand is you're building a company. You're building a perception of something and build it as rock solid as possible. That's true. You're building, you're building um, a company and you have to think about it that way. Um, but I think there is a difference here between long and short game. It's comparing your Patel to, to another person instead of a company, maybe Seth Godin, right? They both don't have hair. Uh, I, I would say <laughs> they both have very different, very different brands. I think there was a time when, you know, Neil Patel was, was really hot and he still feeds off of that. Um, but Seth Godin, right? Like he's been out there for decades and he's, he's just been putting in the work every day, right? And I, I've never recalled that Seth Godin made a very controversial statement or commented on politics. You know, he's like always stuck to his guns, stuck to his field of expertise and, and went all in there. And I feel like he did a much better job in staying within the value boundaries of his tribe than, than maybe Anil Patel. And I would argue that probably Seth Godin is pretty respected by, by, by every other marketer out there as well. And how did he build his brand, right? He blogged for what, like 10 years every day. He, he brought out a like a lot of books, some some like, you know, pretty pretty game-changing. And then he's an amazing speaker. He's an amazing performer. If you've ever seen him live, like, you know, he's he he presents incredibly well. Every podcast appearance he has, he brings really good hot takes, really, you know, contributes to the conversation well. So I think that is kind of, it's a, it's a very different approach than I've seen a lot of people do. And, and so to your point, I think, yes, you want to think about the company uh, or building a company basically, um, and you want to put in work to the long game, right? I don't think it's enough to ride a, a wave short term uh, from attention, you know, by doing whatever it takes. I think you really need to think about, okay, if I'm if I'm doing whatever it takes, how does it impact my my company or my brand long term? Yeah, I love that. And you went to Seth Godin. I think he's so deliberate. But let's let's flip to something a little bit more extreme. A couple of weeks ago, you talked about Gary Vaynerchuk. This is someone that has so many haters. People think he's a fraud. They think he's a, you know, a workaholic. You know, he curses too much. He just does a lot of things that piss people off. But at the same time, he has a brand. He has a deliberate brand. And he's a great example of someone. He's a company, right? Like his, his company is his name. Same with Neil Patel, right? Like you built a company on your name and, and that's something that carries forward 
no matter what, because it's a brand. And and he knows who his tribe is, and he knows part of his audience is is that you know he's going to say a lot of weird things that other people aren't going to disagree with, but a lot of people do do agree with it. And I think Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, all the people that have you know Elon Musk too, all those people out there, they've built a deliberate brand, and that's the thing that you know as we're talking about how someone else can build a personal brand, you have to be deliberate about it. You have to create again. You're creating a company. You want a, a brand strategy where you want to get to and how you're going to get there. And that's where I think if you have this like longer view, you can have less limits. You can do things. And I know we're going to dig into some, you know, some specific tips soon, but you can do things that may seem kitschy, that may seem uh, dumb and may even be a little embarrassing, but it's getting you to the long view. And I, I, I think, and I don't know, Kevin, if you've ever met any politicians in real life, politicians build this amazing, I don't know if it's a personal brand. It's an amazing brand. Because when you see them and they get caught with like, you know, hidden cameras and like hidden, hidden, uh, hidden microphones, you're like, wow, they are so dumb. I can't believe they could say those things. I can't believe they get caught doing those things. But they build this brand of like everyone, you know, people think they really know what they're doing and they're so smart. But that's a brand. That's a brand that convinces people to vote for them and believe in their leadership when all they're trying to do is, I think most of them, self-interested. They just want, want that job so they can be in that position of power, but that's a brand. And you look at people like that and you look at the things they've done to get there, you know, job after job, you know, Gavin Newsom's probably going to run for president. You look at his career. He started as like, you know, city council in, in San Francisco, I think, or district attorney in San Francisco. And then he moves up to mayor. Like it's a path and you really have to chart that path and not think of, well, what am I going to do today to run for president? Instead, you say, what am I going to do today to get that next job? That's going to get me that next job. That's going to be the next job. And then I get to that ultimate goal. And I think you do do those things. You do volunteer and you show up the places you need to show up because that gets you there. And I think when it comes to personal brand, don't think of that individual thing as like, well, I can't do it because it doesn't match with my brand. Think of that individual thing as I'm going to do that because it gets me to that next place that builds the brand. But see, my, my counter argument here would be, uh, especially about Gary Vaynerchuk, is that he actually like he stays within the boundaries of his tribe. He actually says, he admits that he's a workaholic and he shows how he fits that into his life. And he admits that he curses, right? And he he owns that. So it's not something that, and sure, it triggers people, right? Because it, it but those people are not his tribe, right? And he does not, um, in a respectful way, he doesn't care about that too much or mind that too much. So I would actually say that Gary Vaynerchuk is a perfect example for staying within your limits and knowing where where the boundaries are right and then not doing everything knowing the limits and, and playing within these um but i think we both made some really brilliant points um and to, we want to maybe bring this to an actionable um ending where we maybe both share some personal branding tips uh if you don't mind uh eli i would jump ahead here i i mean you're gonna you're gonna give the limited version so i might as well you know give a contrarian take if anybody doesn't want to be work within the boundaries of, of limits I, I'll, I'll share some <laughs> tips <laughs> no limit Eli. Uh, cool. Let's do that. So uh, number one tip is uh, you want to learn some storytelling frameworks. Uh, and I'm, I think it's really important because part of a personal brand is to put content out there, right? It's to put, record a podcast, uh, be on LinkedIn, be on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, wh whatever your format is, but you want to put yourself out there. And the best ways to get attention is actually not to to you know just like try to get attention for attention sakes but it's actually to tell a story one tool that i found really cool that offers different templates for that is typeshare where you can either get you know like common storytelling frameworks or you get storytelling frameworks that have worked for other creators 
Um, but that would be my first tip is to, to learn storytelling frameworks and the structure behind stories and then translate into the content you put out there. Eli, what's your number one? My, my big thing is I think you need to get logos. If you look at all these, these websites, the, the brands, they say that this company is our client or uh, this company has quoted us or we've gotten this award. And, and Kevin used to work at G2 and you, you know, look at how many people like put the G2 logo on their websites. So I think it's, it's really important to get any logo possible. So if you need to do a volunteer project for somebody that will get you a logo on, on your LinkedIn, on your website, on your Twitter handle, if you need to work for a nonprofit, anything to get something that people know. And I, I always, I look at consultants, especially who they, they have this huge resume and this huge bio of like all the people they've helped, but no one recognizes who it is. So therefore it's not that helpful. Go after something that people are going to recognize. And again, I, I would say be a little, you know, kitschy and limitless, do whatever it takes to get that. Even if you have to go to that nonprofit and go to the Red Cross and say, can I pay you to do a project for you? Okay. You're getting that logo and saying, I did something for the Red Cross. Logos at all costs. Here we go. Uh, my number two is that if you're not a teacher, be a student. And what I mean by that is a lot of people hesitate to put anything out there or put themselves out there because they think they don't know stuff or they're not, they're not good enough. The way to work around that is to just share what you learn, share what you see, what you learn, your understanding, be open about learning and, and being a student. And that's a great way to quickly get more confidence to, send, to, then, to then realize, oh, actually, there is something valuable that I can teach. Oh, I love that. That's, that's super valuable. And that's why I love our podcast, because we're, we're forcing ourselves to learn and teach at the same time. Yeah. So mine is going to be very controversial. And I know that this might get a little, you know, a bit of comments on social media. But I think that and I've never done this, but I, I think you should buy followers on Twitter and LinkedIn. You should go on Fiverr, wherever it is that you buy followers. And the reason is, is because you need a head start. So when I, I started my Twitter account, I think in, in um, I don't know, 2010, and I started my LinkedIn account in 2006. So I ended up having a number of followers before I even cared to have a number of followers. But if you're starting this today and you have 300 followers on Twitter, you're not going to get that leg up. Everything you're trying to do, someone's going to be like, oh, I don't trust that person because they have 300 followers. You could sit there on, on Twitter 24 hours a day or sit there on LinkedIn 24 hours a day just commenting and, and trying to grow your followers, but it will grow very slowly. Again, this is this is where I, I say be a little limitless. Go and buy those followers because it gives you a head start because you're having the same conversation. You have the same credibility. You have the same, again, ability to close a deal or, or you know be a guest on a podcast, but then you're not as trusted because you're missing that number. So buy that number. And then hopefully, you know, by the time the platform gets rid of those fake followers, you'll have earned what you're trying to earn. Interesting. Well, let's see how that goes when uh, Elon finally <laughs> removes all these bots from Twitter, if he ever will. Uh, we don't know. But until then, uh, here's my tip number three. Um, so you want to, so every industry has axioms and axioms are, are common belief that beliefs that everybody accepts as the truth. And so you want to go out there and you want to find 10 axioms for your industry or for your vertical. And then you want to develop a point of view around them and then share content around your points of view, right? So one axiom uh, could, for example, be that marketing attribution, right? So when you run Facebook ads, you can, you know, like perfectly attribute uh, the, the value of these ads. That could be an axiom. And then you go out there and you say, oh, you know what, I either agree with that and here's why, or I disagree with that and here's why. But that's very interesting for everybody in that industry and outside of that industry because they learn more about these axioms as well. So go find your axioms and create some content around that. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So the, mine is, my number three is find any podcast that will allow you to be a guest on it. 
So that means that you maybe have to do your own reaching out. That means you have to accept any invitations you get and join anything, even if it has a small amount of listeners. Because the point is not that you're going to go on a podcast and be listened and be well become well-known. The point is you now have a point of reference to say, I was on podcast A, podcast B will let you, will, well, can I please come on? And that's what I was saying earlier. You want to have this long view and start looking at the things you need to do to build up to a point. And it starts with not getting on the podcast with 10,000 listeners. It starts with getting on the podcast with 100. Set your bar as low as possible and get on that podcast. There are some horrible podcasts out there. And Kevin, you had a great post uh, you know, a few weeks ago on, on the being a good podcast host, get on those podcasts with terrible podcast hosts because it will help you level up. Also helps you, it helps you to practice to get on the better podcasts. Love that. I actually, I actually agree with that a lot because, uh, that, that's how, that's what I did very early on is I just got to any podcast would have me to practice being on a podcast. I think there's a, there's a, there's some skills you can develop as a guest and as a host. Um, my number four. Right, so you're saying this works. <laughs> I'm saying this works. Yeah. Yeah. My number four is to pick a brand archetype. So we already spoke about how the, you know, the difference between company brands and personal brands is actually pretty close to zero. And if that's the case, then you might think about yourself similar to a company brand and company brands have different archetypes. The brand of Apple, for example, is very different from the brand of Lego, right? Le Lego is all about the creator and and, and every, any kid can can create something. And Apple is much more about the the creatives, right? Maybe um, there are distinct brand archetypes. I think it's 12 uh, total. And you want to do some work and figure out what is your personal brand archetype? What fits to you? What voice, what representation, what types? And that should help you to, to just find, you know, like to, to, to differentiate, differentiate, differentiate yourself, that's a terrible word, uh, better and stand out from the noise. This gets me to, to my number five, well, sorry, number four, which is you have to be focused on what your goal is. You can't just do anything willy nilly just because it makes sense. If you're, you're gonna, if you're gonna stand up and you're gonna go slap someone at the Oscars, it be, it should be because that's part of your goal. And I, I think as you're building this personal brand, you wanna know what your end goal is in mind and really build towards that. And again, start with that, that step function of I need to do A so I can do B and do C and don't immediately reach to I need to run for president of the United States. It has to be this process. And only focus is going to get you there and focus is going to help you say, well, I, this I want as my next job and this I don't want as my next job. And I've really, it's not necessarily a personal brand, but it's more like career focus. I've turned down some interesting job offers because they didn't feel like it fit in where I wanted to be in five years or 10 years. And your personal brand should be the exact same thing. Of where do I want to be in five years from now as a personal brand? And that helps you know what you want to do next month. Fair game, fair game. Uh, my number five is to find your format. Uh, I truly believe that some people are better at writing, whereas others are better at videos or, or audio maybe. So you want to do what feels natural to you. I know, you know, like for me, for example, I love writing. Uh, I think that that fits my way of thinking and conceptualizing and processing much better. But I also know some people who hate writing and they're really good speakers. They, you know, they grasp things while talking about it. So find the right format for you. That's great. All right. Now, my last one is going to be a completely limitless one, which is, this is a part of your process, get quoted in the media. And I'm not saying get quoted in the media because of your own expertise. I'm saying just get quoted in the media. So a, a lot of people, especially in SEO, are using something called Harrow or Help a Reporter Out, where they're trying to get links by answering questions that the media is asking. I say use something like Harrow or build relationships with media 
so you can get quoted on any topic whatsoever. And the reason is, is because you're building that, that repertoire of logos. You're building your, your portfolio of logos. So now you can say, I was quoted in uh, USA Today. You may have been quoted in USA Today about the blizzard that happened last week, or you may have been quoted by CNN because you witnessed a fire. But the point is, you now have that, that asset to say, hey, I've been on the media. I've been on national media. My name is out there. And that will do two things for you. One is when people Google you, they'll find some place where you have performed. So, oh, wow, that person's good on camera. They, they didn't, they didn't choke. They answered a question in CNN or wow, that person has a well thought out thought because they're being quoted by the USA Today. The next thing that thing does for you is that when people Google you, you now have an actual result. So most people, when they Google themselves, there's a mix, especially if you have a common name, there's a mix of a lot of people that aren't necessarily you. But if you are, it's actually you and you're actually in the media, you have something that's actually you and pushes away those other people that are not you. And then the third thing, and this is a little bit limitless, which is it gives you that logo. So if you are building a website, you might say, we're actually in TechCrunch and you were actually in Business Insider talking about your business, but you could also put CNN. It's a little bit shady. I don't recommend being dishonest about it, but you were on CNN. You just weren't on CNN for the topic of your business. And even if like you do get quoted on CNN or, you know, do have video on CNN, it actually helps you open the doors because you'll meet a producer, you'll meet a, a journalist who maybe will then I'll let you be interviewed or even, you know, be background where your name could get quoted on your actual topic of what you're trying to build your personal brand for. Good tips, Eli, good tips. I think we got some really good stuff here together. Let's talk about some predictions uh, really quick. So in the, in the light of personal brand, um, my prediction for this episode is that there will be personal brands or maybe better said creators who will have more power than many large companies. But if you look at, if you look at creators out there, like a, uh, like, like a Mr. Beast, for example, he'll be known and maybe followed by millions of people, maybe tens or at some point hundreds of millions of people. I'm not sure how many uh, YouTube followers he has right now, but I think it's, it's going towards 100 million or maybe has, has crossed 100 million. I think PewDiePie had over 100 million. These personalities, these people will become more powerful than companies and companies will actually need to flip the script and find ways to, to associate themselves with these creators. And that puts a lot of power into the hands of creators and people who build a brand for themselves in general. So I think this whole topic is going to become a lot more important. And uh, there used to be this older notion of, you know, people who are loud are, are typically not good. And I think that's going to change. I think that, that people, especially people, if they want to have a career, um, will to a certain degree have to put themselves out there. I'm not saying everybody has to post on LinkedIn every day to, to get a drop. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the, the, the power shifts from companies to people and that will that will kind of create a new ecosystem where people will um be able to to improve their career chances by putting themselves out there oh that's great so mine isn't as much of a prediction as a a statement and that is i think we're in the early days of building personal brand so if you wait five years the concepts of a personal brand will be quite saturated and you'll, it'll be harder to make a name for yourself. And I think a great point about Mr. Beast, you have these platforms like TikTok is newer where people can build these brands and you look at other things that happened in the past. Like, oh, I wish I would have joined Twitter when it first started because then I'd have a million followers. Now is your opportunity. 2022, 2023 is your opportunity to start in building that personal brand because in a few years from now, it'll be much harder because there's going to be so many brands out there. So if you want to build that personal brand, grow your personal brand now. So kind of forecast prediction statement, which is 
do it now because later it's going to get so much harder to build your personal brand and you'll get the payoff later. And, you know, there's no reason not to start right now. Just start with that little thing. Love that. Love that. Of course, we're going to revise our predictions uh, when it comes time. So uh, we already collected four for now. And then uh, yeah, we're going to see if we're right or wrong. Uh, and of course, we want to hear your prediction as well. So uh, if you listen to this, jump over to contrarianmarketingpodcast.com. Leave a comment, share your prediction with us, uh, or do it on, on LinkedIn or Twitter, wherever it suits you. But the conversation happens on the website. And if you have any personal branding tips that we didn't mention, please drop them as comments because personal brand is so helpful to anyone. So don't keep it to yourself. Good point. Good point. Uh, and Eli, let's, let's wrap it up with some resources. Uh, so two resources I want to share for this episode um, are number one, um, a book, another book uh, by Ryan Holiday called Perennial Seller. Just to give you an idea of the of the of the gems and the the treasures in that book, so there is a, there's one quote where he actually cites Austin Kleon about wanting to to wanting something without putting in the work, right? And his whole point is that you have to you have to do the work to to get what you want. And the quote is: "A lot of people want to be the noun without doing the verb." And I love that. So check out Ryan Holiday, Perennial Seller. Uh, so my second one is um, Shan Puri. So Shan Puri, um, he does the um, My First Million podcast together with um, with Sam Parr. They do an amazing job. Uh, and Sean has actually built an amazing followership and audience and tribe. And so um, I'm going to link to a video in the show notes um, where he's guest on the on the Pump podcast uh, and explains kind of his approach to audience building. So Sean, Sean Puri is my second resource. All right, so I've actually got three because I want an extra credit. So uh, first resource is there's a professor, business school professor at Duke named Dory Clark. She's written a number of books on specifically building personal brand. So I read her book, Entrepreneurial You, came out in 2017. I think she's written some updated ones. Strongly recommend reading it. It really is, it you know has this approach of building your own brand as if you are a company. The, the next uh, resource I have is there's an audience building course from the Demand Curve Agency. We'll link to it in the show notes. But this building a personal brand is absolutely deliberate. Don't try and hack at it yourself of how, again, I, you know, we give some tips on things you can do, but learn from experts. So take the course or take other courses on how to build a personal brand. And then the third one is, is less of a tip, but again, completely resource. Amanda Navidad, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think Kevin, maybe you can pronounce it better if you know her well. But she has built an amazing, she's a VP of audience at, at, at Spark Toro. She's built an amazing personal brand and built an amazing following. So just follow her. Just see what she's doing and look at the things that she's done that create so much engagement. And, you know, you don't need to copy her. Just learn and learn for yourself how to build this yourself. Yep. Shout out to Amanda. Uh, great follow. Thanks for that, Eli. I think we, I think we got a wrap here. Um, again, to everyone out there, please share your thoughts, comments, tips uh, with us on contrarianmarketingpodcast.com. And Eli, until next week. And now it's your turn. Head over to contrarianmarketingpodcast.com and subscribe to the free weekly newsletter to get a summary of today's episode, key takeaways, and community content. And while you're there, go to today's episode and leave your opinion in the comments. We'll feature the best thoughts in the newsletter and on the podcast. Also, if you like today's episode, please feel free to leave five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and here next week.